Mike Nine, the Mighty God. You're listening to Metal Hand of God Radio. All right now, let's do it. Come on, let's go. Welcome back to the MHOG podcast. I'm your host Wade, and sitting next to me is first name Buck, last name Lightning, first job fucking, second job fight. You had liar. And uh, Rum guy is not with us today because I don't fight. Well, his job decided that he needed to be working and not with us. So oh, he works at the he works at the uh, he mops up at the porno store. Right? That, you're right, you're right. It was an extra amount of semen on the floor today. He's the squeegee guy at the porn shop. Right. <laughs> Picks up napkins. <laughs> and and today we have with us uh, March joining us to be Mr. Rum Guy. And we have our very special guest, Mr. Mike Williams from the band I Hate God. What's up, dude? Mike, Mike Nine. Mike Nine. Mike Nine. Yeah, like Nikki Six, you know? Oh, I got you. So you're Mike Nine. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, you know, I'm fine here. Good, Down man. Down here in, uh, out in the, the 
country here out in the woods in Louisiana. Are you living in the woods now? I've been living out in the woods since Katrina, man. Oh, um, no shit. No shit. Yeah, I, I, I was living in the city, you know, up until in, in New Orleans, you know, and then all that shit happened with right. the hurricane. So uh ended up coming out here and then uh, staying out of trouble and ended up loving it, you know. I'm, awesome. I'm about an hour and a half away from New Orleans, so it's right there if I want to go. Well, that's uh, not too bad. I don't sometimes leave my house. Sometimes I wear pajamas for like two weeks straight. <laughs> If I'm not on tour, I'll, I'll, I'll walk around barefoot in pajamas for weeks. That's exactly how you do it. That is exactly how I was going to say, man, that's how you live, dude. That's what you do. Yeah, Are no you... human contact at all. I have, <laughs> I have a wife and dogs and cats and a pig, chickens. We have chickens out here. So, you know, that's how I'm doing it, man. <laughs> Nothing's more metal than, than chickens. Or a pig. That's, yeah, that's true. <laughs> They're pretty evil looking. <laughs> it's got to be nice to recharge the batteries in a place like that i mean i live in the city and it's a horrible place to try and relax yeah i mean i i you know it's i was so acclimated to living in the city for years i lived in new york too i lived in brooklyn for years manhattan i lived in san francisco for a while i just and living in New Orleans for a long time, then you come out here for, and I've been out here since Katrina, so that's like seven years or eight years or something. I don't even know. And, yeah, uh, I think I, it's not. It's not. So, yeah, it's closer to. So two. now when I yeah yeah something like that. So when I go back to New Orleans now, I'm I feel like I'm like a caveman or something, <laughs> like, looking around like. Well, that's new. <laughs> but I mean, we 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 go on tour constantly, so it's not that bad. But uh. Yeah, and you guys. It is, it is nice, though. Like he said, recharge your batteries. You know, but you can go stir crazy out here if you get. I, I'm. I don't have a driver's license, so I, I don't drive. Yeah. I'm not very good at it either. <laughs> so, uh, so I'm. I'm kind of just here when I'm here. I'm stuck here unless. Well, you can always like go like, wander off somewhere. Yeah, you can yeah, always go wander off. Tons of places to walk and ride bikes and stuff like that. You know. Well, that's cool. So. uh How's everything going with the new album? Is are is are people embracing it just as well? Or oh, of course, man. I mean, this I I don't I don't think we saw one bad review. Awesome. I mean, if there was one, if there was any kind of negative review, it was like, oh, it sounds like there are other. It sounds like Vegas <laughs> needed for pain or something, which is pretty stupid. But I mean, you know, that's like saying, you know, uh, um. Back in Black sounded like, you know, Highway to Hell or something. I mean, right. You know, to me, that's like a stupid thing to say. Right. No, we, we get, um, we still get great reviews from it. And it's just been, it's been great, man. We made it to the, uh, on the fucking Billboard charts, which I never. That's incredible. In my life. That's incredible. Yeah, it was like, I don't know, it was like number eight on the metal chart or no something. Oh, shit. It's something crazy, man. And yeah, I never expected that for a band called I Hate God. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that... I mean, there's just been a lot of like recognition. We got written up in the New York Times, you know, like things like that. Just a lot of big stuff happens and is still happening. That's I great. Love that it, I love the fact that it's a self-titled album as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So many years behind you, and such an awesome past. It's just, it's nice to see a self-titled album. Yeah, I mean, we could have, you know, we've got all these clever things we could have called it, you know, like, you know, there's Take Us Needed for Painters or other records or Confeder Confederacy Ruined Lives or right. <laughs> some like, you know, catchy catchphrase type of I hate Godism 
thing, you know, but, uh, and we were just thinking, like, you know, I mean, we could have called it Medicine Noose or Robitussin Rejection, one of the songs off the record, right. or something like that, but, uh, we talked about it and talked about it, and we, we just, then when Joey passed away, it was kind of like an obvious choice, it was kind of like, we gotta self-title this, because this is a new yeah. beginning, kind of, and it's an end to one thing and a new beginning to another, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. It made sense to me to just to call it I Hate God and, and cut out all the frills and the bullshit and just say this is I Hate God. This is what we are. We're still here, you know? Definitely. Now, now I know you, I know some of your biggest influences were, like, the old school hardcore. And, uh, like, that's some of my biggest musical influences, too. Like, I was oh, huge. Cool. Dude, I was a huge sick of it all, youth of today, and, you know, all these dudes from New York yeah, and stuff, man. Dude, I, I, I just love that music, man. So... Uh, yeah, I kind of went more the. Uh, I'm more into the, like the sleazier aspect of it. I didn't. The New York stuff sometimes gets a little macho for me. With yeah, the, you know, the the basketball jerseys and the you know the, yeah the damn um, skinheads and all that stuff. But I mean, I like a lot of the music. I just I like a lot of stuff from like Texas and um, nice Cleveland had a lot of good hardcore bands and the Midwest had like the Necros and yeah the band called the Fix and. There's just a ton of stuff, you know, and of course Black Flag and the oh, of course. and all that, you know. That's goes without saying. Right, right. I kind of like the period of the hardcore when it was it was still punk rock, like seventy nine, eighty, eighty one, eighty two, like when it was just starting to get faster and yeah, that. But it was still like had that punk. Was still on that dirty too. edge. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like I like the nasty sleazier stuff. I was a I was a huge fan of like uh like I said those those bands and then you know the Cro Mags and you know Oh I love the Cro Mags. <laughs> That's a New York like the first wave of New York hardcore I definitely um, I adore it, you know. Yeah. Uh, Gnostic Front. Oh yes. Cro Mags and you said uh Sigurdval, their first couple albums were great. Yes. Kind of lost track of them after that. But well they did I hate to say this but their later stuff got kind of poppy and it was just it, it's, I did it yeah it's really not that good <laughs> real poppy yeah i didn't really i mean agnostic front went that way for a little bit they did that when they put that record out on uh epitaph they got yeah kind of, they started kind of sounding like they had a lot of whoa background right 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 yeah the crowd vocals and stuff which was, yeah which was weird for them but uh you know they're agnostic front, so you gotta give them. You know they're, they're they. I give them credit for whatever they do. Yeah, I remember when I got to see them for the for the first time, and I was just like, "Oh my god!" You know, I was like a kid in a candy store because they, you know, I've never seen them around here, and all of a sudden their name popped up, and I was like, "Holy shit!" You know, yeah. where did you see them at? When did you I, see? Them? I saw them at State Palace Theater, man. Um, they had the State Palace had that upstairs for a long yeah, time. Yeah, we we played there once. Yeah. Right? There, I think once or twice. Yeah, actually, my band played there once too. That's pretty funny. Oh yeah, what's your what was your band? Uh, the band was called Resurrection Man. Um, I've heard of you guys. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah we, I remember seeing your name on flyers and stuff. Cool. Yeah. Well, we we played there once, and uh, it was it was pretty awesome. I mean, the the crowd was awesome at that place. So right, it's kind of had its own built in you know crowd at the time. So it was cool yeah, to play right, there. Right. But so Agnostic Front played up there. Yeah, dude, they played there. I, I got to see I, that. I might have been out of town or something. Yeah, I got to hang out with uh, Stigma and all those dudes. They were just chilling out, doing nothing. So I was like, this is the greatest show ever. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I saw them for the first time in like 
1984 or something. Wow, nice. The Victim and Pain tour. You know, that's and incredible. They played at a lesbian bar no in, in the French Quarter. Yeah, and it was just. It, that's it was weird, insane. dude. <laughs> it was in fucking insane. I mean, the the entire crowd was fucking stage diving, and it was just. <laughs> One of those shows you never forget, you know. Yeah, man, those dudes, pioneers, man. Well, so are you guys, though. That's what—that's another thing I wanted to bring up too, man. You guys have influenced so many bands around here. I mean, it's—it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, so I guess so. That. I mean, that seems that way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's I mean, a few. Yeah, I mean, you guys have been around since what '88. I think that's when you joined, correct? Yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the band was only like you know a few months older than that when i joined they there was a singer before me but he uh he he was just he did practices and he's actually the guy that came up with the name and everything I hate oh wow because it what we were called the i hate god oh okay so don't i don't 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 ask me what, what it means but <laughs> that was his, it was almost like how the uh they the first the one of the early pink floyd albums was called the pink floyd yeah you know? i think that's where he got it from but yeah, he was nuts, and he ended up being a born again Christian and all this stuff. But Holy he, uh, shit. yeah, for that's a tr- true story. And um, but yeah, he didn't last very long. So they, I was in another band called Crawl Space at the time. Yeah, and uh, that with was Joe with Fazio and Jimmy uh, Bauer Kevin was, Bond. Was Jimmy Bauer in that too, or no? No, Jimmy. No, me and Jimmy were just in uh, I Hate God together. Oh, okay, okay, okay. It was Kevin Bond and Joe Fazio who went on to be in. Hank Three's band, yeah, and, uh, Super Joint Ritual, and but um, because uh, I, I think... forgot my point. I don't know what I was <laughs> leading to there, but um, I was, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you were also in, uh, of course, you were also in Drip, Awesome Anthem. Yeah, Drip uh, was like just a side thing. It's kind of not taken very seriously. <laughs> and then we saw people really like the record. It was, I mean, not the record, but like the demo. Yeah. That was basically, that was Jimmy on drums, Brian Patton from I Hate God, Solent Green on guitar, and Ross Carpelman on bass keyboards. We didn't have a real bass player. Wow. A bass keyboard. And uh, <laughs> we kind of just ripped off Helmet, and, you know, that was basically what we were doing. That's another we incredible band, too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We never really took it seriously, you know. But uh, yeah, Arson Anthem was a band I did with Hank Three and Phil and Selmo. Yeah, and, uh, I remember seeing you guys uh, in Outlaw Order. Yeah, Outlaw Order at, uh, at fucking the, um, the Dixie Tavern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Outlaw Order was a band. It was pretty much everybody in I Hate God but Jimmy. Yeah, <laughs> which was just because we were bored and he was gone on tour. I think he was in Corrosion of Conformity at that time, mm-hmm. and he was in. Super joint, I think, at the same time. So we were just sitting around doing nothing. So we met up at the room and just started Start jamming. And everybody compares it to I Hate God and says, well, it sounds exactly like I Hate God, but I don't think so. I mean, I think Outlaw Order had its own character. I think so too. It's my voice, so it's going to sound similar. You know? Well, yeah, but, yeah. I and mean, there was a, a couple slower parts, but for the most part, it's like faster punk stuff, you know, crustier stuff. And, right. There's like leads and stuff. Like we don't have leads in I Hate God. There's maybe one lead <laughs> that Jimmy barely plays. <laughs> so that and there was like we tried to cut out all the feedback in Outlaw Order, you know. So what? So we right. tried any similarities, you know. We tried to eliminate, but people say what they want, you know. But that was another. Yeah, I've been in a lot of bands. Yeah, dude. Uh, I was. I've seen most of them. 
growing up out here. So you yeah, know. The suffocation by filth was the one I had in like '86. That was like a cross between like a hardcore band and like death metal. Wow. I, we were listening to like tons of Discharge and the Bad Brains, but at nice. the same time listening to like Destruction and Sodom and all these German uh, bands, you know, back then. And that's a hell of a combination. So that was that was just yeah. I wish we would have <laughs> recorded something. We never did though. But it's just uh, one of those yeah. lost gems. Yeah, there's practice tapes floating around, but they're pretty horrible quality, you know. <laughs> That's the trouble. The best stuff always comes out when you're just jamming, and a lot of it never gets recorded. Well, that that's the thing. Like, back then, you know, we, we were just doing it for fun. With Suffocation by Filth, you know, we didn't even think about, like, let's go in the studio and do a record. You know, we didn't – we were just doing it to get drunk and get free weed from people, you know. I mean, basically, that was it, you know. That's the point of being in a band. When I <laughs> but I mean, you know, as as it, you know, the years go on, you're like, oh, we got, let's record and stuff, and, and luckily, stuff gets captured that way on on tape. I think it's like mobile phones tend to play a lot of part. I mean, especially like with my band, someone will always throw a phone down, and something will get caught at least. <laughs> yeah, sure, right, right. What's your band called? It's Skeletal Damage, old school metal. Skeletal Damage. Oh, that's yeah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. Um, a lot of people don't know, and I, I actually I didn't know. I just I just read about this recently that you wrote a book. Yeah, yeah. I did not I did. know that, man. Well, it's not like a it's not like a novel or anything. It's uh, I mean, I've always written. I've always done like I I, I don't do it so much anymore. But I write for magazines or. Uh, yeah, I, I did see that. Yeah, I, I, you know, I've even I'm usually writing for uh, Paranoids. You know the yeah local. Bobby's it, mag. Yeah, Bobby's. Uh, I, I didn't do it this month because I have so much other stuff to do. But, but speaking of bands, I mean, I have another band called Corrections House right now that we're like alternating tours with. I hate God, so it's oh, sweet. Like, hard to find time to write as much as I want, but. Uh, so I hear the book is um, a cookbook. Yeah, the book is is basically just like n- negative, dark poetry stuff. You know, it's it's my lyrics, but you know, it's uh, it's also you know, however you want to look at it. It's it's there's some like prose stuff in there, like some short story type things that are real abstract and hallucinogenic type stuff. Sweet. And I've got two more written, and I, I I've been saying this for five years. I, I still haven't. I gotta edit them down and put those fuckers out, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Where where could anybody get those? Can you get them at just a regular bookstore? Or uh, I, I'm too lazy to even get it in a bookstore. I've you can get it um, at Mike Nine. That's uh, Roman numeral nine. Mike I X. You know, like the Roman numeral. Yeah. Dot com. You can order it from there. Okay. Cool. And and I bring them on tour with me too, so uh, I'll have them on tour. Nice. Yeah, for sure. Now, yeah, I have seen that you wrote for, uh, or you were that editor or something for Metal Maniacs at one time? They called me the associate editor, (laughs) which was, I guess, just a made-up thing. Like a made-up title? (laughs) Pretty much, because I think I was associate editor for one issue, and then I got fired. Nice. (laughs) So, we just didn't want to, you know, I was being totally just rebellious about the whole thing. But I, I didn't want to kiss anybody's ass. I mean, it was it was a corporation, the whole building. 
Yeah. It was called Sterling Sterling McFadden, if I can say that right. It, Sterling McFadden. And they did, you know, like Ebony Magazine and Jet. And oh, so it was did, just all together. Yeah, they did, like, all the magazines you see in the grocery store. They yeah. did all of that. They did, like, the wrestling magazines. They did the country magazine. They did in, pretty much anything back then you could see on the racks at your local grocery store. They published it there, you know. Oh, okay. It was like a, you know, a... 20 story building or whatever. Yeah, so it's basically like. On Park Avenue, (laughs) which was weird for me because I would just go in there, you know, like filthy, (laughs) totally just loaded on pills or something and just write all day, you know, which I loved. But they didn't see it that way, you know. They wanted wanted us to write about bands that paid for advertising, basically. Really? yeah, I mean, that was the angle, you know, like if you write about Anthrax, then that's awesome because their record label is buying full page ads. So oh, keep up okay. the Anthrax, you know, stuff, you know, and then like I, I remember I, re- I reviewed a Megadeth record and I just cut them down so bad and <laughs> said that they were the worst band I'd ever heard and stuff like that. <laughs> that did not go over good with the people, the suits, you know, they were all like suit and tie people and. They're like you can't do that. Over, no, it didn't go over well. And and I was we were the first ones. There was the the girl that worked there too. Her name was Alicia, and she hired me. And she was hired by this woman, uh, Catherine Ludwig. Mm-hmm. And we all three kind of started putting like black metal in the magazine, like a little at a time, and bands like Anti Scene and the Melvins and Neurosis, which now is common. Right. See. Right. But back then, it was like, you know, kind of shocking to some people that it wasn't, you know, Testament on the cover. Or Testament, Anthrax, uh, Metallica, yeah. Megadeth, you know. Did that and, you know, like whatever, you know, propane or some shitty band. <laughs> <laughs> Just anybody that's got, you know, backing from some kind of major label type thing. I will and not stand for like- people talking bad about propane. <laughs> you like propane, huh, bud? Propane is the world's greatest. You can't do Hank Hill, boy. No, I can't. Sorry, go on. <laughs> Propane. That was a little high. For you sounded a little up, upper register. Yeah. For to be fair, I didn't have any practice. <laughs> Damn it, Bobby. That's the best I can do. Damn it, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? It was like that type. I mean, I would put like noise bands in there, like just you know bands like Einstein and Nabotten or something. They're just total just experimental noise stuff and they're just like what these guys sold like 18 cassettes you, know? <laughs> you can't write about worldwide it. you know i mean not that band particularly but other stuff and i mean we would do stuff you know grindcore bands that nobody even heard of and i did a demo section where we re- review just like demo tapes you know see that's cool though i mean you know that's kind of trying the... to change it into something that because we came from the scene, and we knew what people want to read about, so right. we were trying to change it into that, and they weren't having any of it, so we ended up getting... They cut our budget first <laughs> and just screwed us that way for a while, and then we ended up just, you know, getting fired for... Just, you Being know, who anti, you guys were. Uh, you know... Anti-establishment. Anti-corporate behavior. He sounded like it was almost a fanzine as opposed to a magazine. Well, that's what we were kind of trying to do with it. We even suggested at a, at a meeting once to uh, change the name of the magazine from Metal Maniacs. We, we had like a list of different names. We wanted to change it from 
Because that's a stupid name. You got a, a metal <laughs> maniac. Yeah, it's pretty dumb. It's pretty bad. And and so we wanted to. We were going to change the entire name of the magazine. I mean, but <laughs> they didn't see it that way. So. It wasn't a good idea. Yeah, the the powers that be said, "Get the fuck out of here," and we did. I came in one day. I didn't even know I was fired. I came in the next day to go up to my desk, and th- the security wouldn't let me upstairs. That's so was tough. Like, I guess I'm fired, I guess. <laughs> You're like, uh, why can't I go up there? It was a good experience, though, man. I mean, it was it was cool. We used to scam the fuck out of them, though. We would take pictures that, like, we would keep, you know, like, if you, if you gave them a photo and they printed it in the magazine, you would get an extra, like, you know, 30 bucks for that photo. So we'd just keep putting in the same pictures over and over, and, like, they would just keep paying us for the same thing. So that was so. I'm sorry to interrupt, but Mart, are you playing Galaga or something? Well, <laughs> yeah, you heard it. <laughs> I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" <laughs> no, I've got nothing going on other than me. Okay, me pet balls trying to get at me cat. That's about <laughs> it. We're, we're being hacked by metal maniacs in the NSA. Yeah, they're they're trying to get us. They're like, "Fuck Mike yeah, Williams, we're gonna play Galaga." I don't even know if there's still even a website or something. I um, I don't know. I I I think the magazine's completely gone by now. Yeah, the magazine's gone. It's out the actual physical copy you know copy hard copy i i used to get it man every once in a while when i saw a decent band somewhere in there like written extremely small in the corner yeah right right you know but uh, for a because you're not a metal maniac no i'm not 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 for that magazine that magazine was terrible it was like you know if it was around today it would have you know your favorite bands on it you know well, that, Taylor Swift would be in Metal Maniac? Yeah, that, awesome. Taylor Swift would be in Metal Maniac. You know why? Because I knew you were trouble when you walked in. Yes. Oh, dear God. <laughs> dear sweet Jesus. Sweet Lord of mine. <laughs> <laughs> you've, you've got far more press for alternative music than we have over here. I mean, we literally, for many, many years, just had Kerrang! and fanzines. And yeah, Kerrang. yeah, yeah. Horrible. I used to read Kerrang! religiously, man. That would, the Kerrang! Kerrang! and Maximum Rock and Roll back in, in the early days. Like, you know, I found out about so many bands from those two publications, you know? Back when they were good, good magazines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, back when, when the cover of Kerrang! would have Venom on the cover. Right. Like Twitterhead yeah. or Raven or somebody. And now, then, it, then they started doing, like, you know, you'd see Europe on the cover. Avenged like, Sevenfold. Gary Moore or somebody. I don't, I don't even know. Kerrang's still around, right? Yeah, no, it's, he, it's he got still, beaten by uh, Michelangelo yeah. and Leonardo, Leonardo, and that's Krang. Oh wait, uh, we're having a different conversation. Yeah, yeah, Sorry. completely different. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, over here we've got Krang and Metal Hammer, and there's quite Terrorizer. A few... You got Terrorizer. Yeah, we've been on the cover CD of Terrorizer. It's a fucking good magazine. Even now, they've still yeah, got. I, it. I, I love so, Terrorizer. They they always. Hit us up for interviews and, and things, you know, so they're, all, they're all big, big supporters of I Hate God, so. That's I've great. your name pages many, many times. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, you, you guys are actually coming back down to New Orleans to play again, aren't you? Uh, well, yeah, we're, we're about to leave to go on tour. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're going to play in the house core thing. Housecore Horror Fest. Yeah. yeah. 
we're, but, we're doing the horror fest, and uh, I'm playing there with both of my bands. With now he got in Corrections House. Oh, sweet! And um, Corrections House is a band with um, I have with Scott Kelly from Neurosis. Mm, awesome! Uh, it might not be your style of music. I don't know what you like, but it's kind of skinny puppy, uh, Godflesh, Killing Joke. Oh yeah, dude, that's awesome. Kind of style of stuff, but um. So we're playing there, and then uh, I Hate God goes on tour. And, uh, yeah, we're, I think the last show is in New Orleans. So Yeah, I think it's November 22nd. I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm looking to come out there and see yeah, you guys one play. Yeah, one-eyed cats. Yeah, with uh, Pig Destroyer. Yeah, yeah, with Pig Destroyer, those guys. Awesome. Yeah, dude, that's... I've only got to see Pig Destroyer on video. That's it. So I'm, oh, I'm really? yeah. yeah. So I'm excited to see them too. We've we've played with those guys many many times, and they're um, they're awesome. But I always make fun of uh, Blake, their uh, their sample keyboard guy. Yeah, because he he doesn't even. He, I'm always like, man, you don't even break a fucking sweat. <laughs> All you're doing is hitting a button. Hitting a button every now and then, huh? Yeah. So I'm always dogging him out, but he he's a good sport, you know. But yeah, that's a great band, especially now that they finally, I think they have a bass player. They never they uh, Oh, they do. They have, they finally got a bass player? Yeah, that's from what I hear unless he's Well, actually this guy uh Jarvis was uh I think playing with them. Nice. But I don't I, I you know, the stuff like that changes so often, you never know. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, losing members and gaining members is completely I don't I don't know how certain people stay together as bands for so long. Yeah, it's not easy, man. I mean, I hate God's twenty six years now. That's crazy, man. That's and a it's long time. The same lineup, except for bass players, you know. And <laughs> yeah, course, I've noticed that. I've noticed that the bass. You guys are like Spinal Tap with the bass player. Yeah, we we told Gary Mater, who's our bass player. He's also in a Class Hole mm-hmm. and Hogjaw. We told him that now that he's actually physically on a record, he's recorded on the vinyl record, we were kicking him out. Because <laughs> uh, all of our bass players last one album. That's no shit. Been, that's been, the, yeah, the history. So it's like, yep, you're done. If you look on every one of our albums, we have a different bass player. I did. Record. <laughs> yeah, I noticed. <laughs> it's, just, it's, all, it's just something strange. Like, I don't know what it is, but... Stuck together for this long And we haven't killed each other yet So Yeah it's like uh, me and the guy Who plays drums for uh, Resurrection Man We've been together for 13 years And it's just me and him Most of the other guys have been in and out Different people so Right yeah I mean you know me we, me and Jimmy are like brothers You know I mean we fight And you know, it, we, shit happens. You know, you're gonna get in a fight. Oh, of course, of course. But uh, you know, that just means that you're being honest with each other and getting it all out. You know, so, yeah. And we still have the passion to keep this thing going for as long honesty, as possible. That's awesome. That sort of honesty still comes out in the music as well. You can tell when people really get along and know each other properly. I believe they, that too, man. I, I, I totally. A lot of the bands that I like, that I can tell that that's the situation, and we people tell us that all the time. They're like, "You guys sound like you're a cohesive family." You know, yeah. that's what I call it as a family because it is. You know, yeah, man. I, and, uh, it, it does come out in the music, you know, which is awesome. Like I said, dude, you guys have influenced so many people out here, and you know, 
made people want to play music. It's it's pretty that's impressive. Great, that's it's pretty amazing. impressive. Yeah, I think you're underplaying it that way. And if you think about it, you can put "I Hate God" right in the middle of a fucking spider web that influenced stress <laughs> across everywhere. Oh, I'm sure, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, man. It's, it's, not uh, just, it's not just sludge either. I mean, it, it's fucking. You know what I mean? It's a damn, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there's been some weird things. Uh, like there was this band called Lick Golden Sky. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've heard of them. They, they sound familiar. Yeah, maybe one or two albums. They were from Philadelphia. Their the name of their band was from my lyrics. Really? But they, but they didn't sound like us. So that was like another part of the web. Like he said, like. It you know it wasn't directly influenced by our music, but it was influenced by our words. That's which cool. Is odd to me, you know. It's and there, there's been you know lots of strange things. I, I mean, even like it, it goes as far as like Japanese bands and you know the bands all over the world, you know that have. There's a band called I Hate Lucy, which is just like, <laughs> and they use the same font, you know. The oh same, really? <laughs> yeah, it's and it's just weird stuff like that, you know. Which I think dude, is awesome, man. Yeah, you know, dude, that's it's great. Really cool. That- dude, think about it. You guys are literally the butterfly flapping the wings. Yeah, that's true. It's true, though. It, like, I mean, I, I know what you mean by that, but uh, it sounds. I don't know if I can. Yeah, I mean, I guess <laughs> you know. It's like the rock in the water. You know, the ripple, pff, the ripple effect. I mean, I didn't even notice any of this was going on until I noticed locally. Yeah. Back in like maybe '98 or so, there was like local bands starting to play a lot slower and more groove parts and tuning lower and stuff like that. Right. And then um, we we had taken a little break in like 1999 or 2000 um, just to get like our record label situated, and we had troubles with a bunch of shit going on. Yeah. And um, and it, during that little period where we took the little break, I, that's when I noticed like Iron Monkey came out in like a green machine who were from Japan and just like, you know, I mean, just like different bands like that, that just, uh, this band charger, you might refer to charger. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're from uh, the UK and, uh, I'm not saying these bands copy us or anything, but like you were saying before, that just, they, uh, it's an influence. You can tell. Influence. Yeah. It's the inspiration I think too. And I think just the fact that we're like older guys and we've been doing this stuff for a while and right. We just don't fucking give up, you know. We just don't stop. I think that inspires people as well, you know. Yeah, it does, man. It's great. And I'm glad for that, you know. I love when some like 13 year old kid comes to our show and he's like, "You guys made me get a guitar, and uh, now I have a band, and I'm, you know, we're putting out our first record." You That's know, awesome. Like that is, yeah, I really, really like that, man. I think it's awesome. I want to, I want to bring this up just really fast, man, and just say, look, I. I I'm completely and completely impressed that you kicked your habits and stuff. I know you had to do it when you were in prison and stuff like that, but that's that's a hard fucking pill to take, man. And you did it. And that's, <laughs> it's that's, a hard pill to take. Yeah, that's fucking awesome, dude. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, when you're locked up, you really have no choice, right? I, I know, but I mean, but, still, I mean, it's 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 an inspiration, it's man. Better that way because if. If you're just sitting at home with a phone, a cell phone sitting right by you, that you're not gonna do it, you know. Right. You're, just, you're gonna call somebody, you know. You're gonna. You, there's just no two ways about it. But uh, 
Yeah, I mean, I it, it was hard, you know, and and of course there's relapses, on, you know, after oh, of course like that. It's never just a clean break, you know. But uh, you know, hopefully, um, now I'm just a total alcoholic, so you know, <laughs> I just switched one thing for another. <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, I mean, it's just one of those things, though. I'm just saying, though, man, it, no, it, it's, it's, it's an okay. impressive thing, man. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. No, no problem. Somebody, um, who was that? Who was Michelle? Who was that tell, saying that said they said the strongest people are the ones that uh, who the fuck said that? Um, Somebody was saying the strongest people that they've ever known are people that could kick that. And I don't true. consider myself strong or anything, but. I, I guess mentally, you know, it is. It's a pretty hard thing, you know, to well, go. The mental to part's the worst part, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's the physical part can end, at, you know, after a while, but the mental part is just. It's got to take discipline. Still, it's still. I still think about it. You know, I mean, you still, you're still going to think about it. You know, no matter probably till the day I die. You know, you're going right. to have it in the back of your head, but you just got to, you know, realize how bad it is and how. It's not. It's not a positive thing, you know. And just stay strong as shit, you know. That's, yeah, that's all you're yeah, gonna do, yeah. man. Exactly. Drink a lot. Now, <laughs> <laughs> now, if I'm not mistaken, did you did you not work at Wands at one time? No, I didn't work at Wands. No, or, or, no, but I worked at Masparos. Masparos. Okay. All right. Masparos. Uh, Gary Mater, our bass player, still works at Wands. Really. Yeah, he will not quit that job. I'm like, <laughs> you know, I'm, the rest of us kind of we can live off this band now. It's like, it's okay to do that, you know. And, yeah. But Gary just he loves fucking washing <laughs> cheese off of uh, some tourist plate. Man. That's funny, why. man. Well, no, the reason I <laughs> the reason I asked that is because uh, you know every time we played at Dixie or we did something over there, I knew like a bunch of the band. Uh, I think I think it was when. You were in Outlaw Order. I think that's where I actually met you once. Right. You were in Wands, I believe. Oh, I was probably in Wands. Yeah, yeah, that's probably what it was. I think you were in Wands, and we were going like we were playing at Dixie or something, and we walked, we went over there, we got in a car and drove over there or something, and ate, and that's probably yeah, where I met yeah. you. I mean, uh, a lot of my friends work there. You know, I mean, yeah. It, it, there's two pl- there's two restaurants and. They hire like punks and right heads and hippies and stuff, and that's how Masparos was. It was just like full of like bikers and punks, and <laughs> they would hire you like you would get paid by the day. Really? So like like if you didn't want to come back the next day, you just didn't. You know, you, you weren't like you didn't fill out an application. You just walk in and be like like a revolving you guys need a dishwasher, and they're like, yeah, and I'm like, okay. So you start tomorrow. I I come in and wash dishes, and uh, um, at the end of the day, you get like forty bucks. And it, as the longer you work there, you would get you know they would raise your your price at the end of the day, so you get like forty five, fifty. <laughs> They're like, yeah, here you go. You did good. You came back. Here you go. Here's a little more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we'd just go spend it on drugs and booze anyway. So I mean, <laughs> living in a cheap ass apartment somewhere in mid city, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't you, didn't you guys practice above um, Dixie? Oh, yeah, for years. Yeah, years. yeah I remember. Yeah, that, that, Gary, uh, our bass player, once again, Gary Mater, he uh, he lived up there. Oh, no shit, for okay. years, yeah. That's why he all of our equipment was, um, I think most of it, maybe some of it was at Fountain Blue at the, at the big uh, practice space, but uh, he, um, 
a lot of our I Hate God's equipment was in Gary's apartment during Katrina. So yeah. It was on the second floor, so it got saved. You know, we it didn't nothing happened to it. That's so great. That was, yeah, ours was in a, there. We practiced in a warehouse off of Jeff Davis. It was like a big ass warehouse. It was green. I don't even remember what the oh, name. Oh yeah, the green warehouse. Yeah, the one you had to drive up that like nine yeah, degree. Man. Yeah, that was like my second home for a while, man. That place was. That's 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 that place has history, man. Yeah, we practiced there, man. Graveyard Rodeo, uh, Solent Green, I Hate God, Crawl Space, um, Nuclear Crucifixion. Jesus. All those bands, everybody practiced up there, along with every other band in the city, too, like reggae groups yeah. and rhythm and blues. And it was a really cool place to practice. and the hippie jam bands. Everybody, you would just see all these people every day, and that's how the scene would get closer, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so our, it, our stuff was up there when Katrina hit, man, and luckily our side... The, like the yeah. all the plumbing and stuff broke in the ceiling and it oh, really? and it went all over the opposite side of like our stuff was safe but the other side was trashed. Oh no shit! Yeah, that man, was it was fun. awful. Like we felt, I felt so bad for those dudes in the other rooms, man, with all their stuff getting screwed up. Yeah, that sucks, man. I, I remember coming up there one day. I don't think we had anything in there. I think it was crawl space and. Maybe we did have a couple amps or something there, and uh, somebody had peeled away the corrugated, I guess the, it was like tin, I guess. Yeah. They had a bunch of layers, you know, like somebody had pulled it back and fucking broke into our room. Oh, and, shit. Yeah. And, and stole like some guitars and stuff from, I think, Graveyard Rodeo or somebody, and it's kind of bullshit. That, that sucks. For the most part, that place was cool, though, you know? Yeah, yeah, we enjoyed it. I mean, it actually if felt... You could, it was like a free-for-all, too. You could just go up there and do drugs and hang, hang out. Hang out with anybody. Nobody was ever going to tell you not to because it's all musicians, you know? Right. And, and they actually filmed a movie in there. Oh, did they? Yeah. Like, uh, when we were practicing there one night, we walked out, and it, they had, like, film crew out there. I'm like, what the hell's going on here? They filmed some movie called Flakes. It's uh, it's it's a basically a, yeah, it's basically about two competitive uh, stores, but they only sold cereal. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was about cocaine. No, dude, it was just yeah, it, was, right. it was about flake like two two stores that sold cereal and they, they were fighting each other. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of cereal, so. <laughs> I'll have to check that out. Yeah, it's pretty. It was, I watched the movie. You can see the you can see the big uh, the big green is it warehouse. On YouTube or something? Or? No, man, it was an actual film. I mean, it was, but it's it, it on YouTube now. Oh, right? I'm sure. I'm sure it is now. I didn't look it up on there. I looked it up. Uh, it was actually on HBO one day, and I was like, oh, "Look at this shit." How weird. Man. And it was funny because when they panned the the room that we were in, we were at first we called ourselves apartment two thirteen. So what I did was I took the two thirteen off of somebody's uh, house. And right. I screwed it into the door. So when they panned by, you could see it written on the door. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I remember we used to spray paint our name on the wall and stuff like that. They'd usually paint over it. Yeah, yeah, really fast. I tried to keep it, uh, you know, not to have us take over the whole place, you know. <laughs> Did uh, you guys ever play at, like, the abstract and stuff? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I didn't. I wasn't sure. I didn't. We... Probably played there at least two or three times. That's at cool. least, I was. It's funny you mentioned that because I was just watching a video last night from uh, from YouTube of uh, a paralysis, solid green. Holy shit! Uh, non molesters. Uh, 
show from I was, the abstract. Yeah, I was probably at that show as a kid. <laughs> and there was literally like maybe thirty people there. Yeah, yeah but you know, and it's some band called Severance and mm. uh, a couple bands I'd never heard of, man. But uh, it was pr- it was pretty crazy watching. You know, Glenn Rambo is, oh, is of course singing. Yeah, singing for uh, Soylent and and the Nun Molesters. He sang for. So that's that's kind of strange. You brought that up. I was just thinking about Abstract yesterday. Yeah, dude, I used to live there basically. Like uh, my mom would, I was surprised at the age of like fifteen. You know, she would drop me off in the middle of Magazine Street and say, "All right, have fun," you know. <laughs> and, right. and my buddies would bring me home after, and we'd sit out there all night long watching. I mean, it was in the middle of the ghetto. Yeah, you know? yeah, it was right right by the river. There, it's a pretty bad neighborhood. And then, then, of course, the uh, RC Bridge Lounge was right down the street, you know? Yeah, usually. Yeah, I used to go there, too. Yeah, yeah, we, we played there, like, we played there a lot, like, way more than we played at the Abstract. At RC's? Yeah, at RC. There, there was a lot of, there was some crazy shows there. Yeah, I, I almost got to see Gigi Allen there, but I didn't go. We, we, uh, we opened for him that night. Oh, no shit. <laughs> Yeah, he had played twice before at uh, another place on Dryad Street, but then the night he played at RC Bridge, it was uh, us. It was I Hate God and Gigi Allen and some band called Seizure Boy. I don't know hmm. who that is. But uh, yeah, I I didn't have the chance to go see him because my ride didn't show up. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was it was pretty crazy. <laughs> typical show, typical Gigi Allen show. Yeah, yeah. But um, uh, also, dude, I know you got your you want to you want to plug your uh, your podcast. Oh, yeah, 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 I do, man. Uh, it's called The Garbage Men with two E's. The The Garbage Men. <laughs> it's uh, me, Mike Nine and uh, my friend Perry P. And um, we play, you know, punk rock, metal, goth, you know, whatever. We play everything. Sweet. You know, we, uh, we play whatever we want. And uh, new wave, like, shoegaze stuff. I mean, we play a lot of, a little bit of everything. And uh, it's at Wednesdays uh, at 8 o'clock, uh, 8 p.m. on Ustream. People cool. can look it up there. And um, sometimes we actually, because I'm on tour so much, sometimes we'll actually uh, do it maybe on a Monday or a Tuesday. So right, if right. people just go to, like, the Facebook page, The Garbage Men, and uh, it'd be cool to get some more people joining in that too, you know. And we usually, we get, you know, I don't know, uh, so far, I mean, we're just starting this thing, but we're starting to get every week, you know, it builds up a little more. It's just fun to do, you know. Last week we had a uh, London May from Sam Hain. Oh, wow. Interviewed him. We've uh, interviewed Sammy from Fang, uh, Tristan from Author and Punisher, like just a lot of people, you know, that. We've had Phil and Selmo on his stupid ass, and uh, <laughs> Jimmy Bauer. You know, like I mean, just you know, it's just a fun thing to do. You know, it's it, it's a yeah, dude. I enjoy the shit out of doing this. That's why we do it. You know. Yeah, I mean, there's just no restraints. You know, I mean, you can just do whatever you want, and I, I just like playing music, and then we'll get on a rant. You know, we'll start talking about the bands that we played. You know, and and it just goes on and on and on, and we just. Because me and Perry are both from the early, like, hardcore scene, like, from, you know, like, the 80s, you know, so we just have a lot in common and a lot to talk about, about a, a lot of those bands, you know, and... Yeah. But like I said, we play more than just that, that than that type of music, you know? 
that's awesome though. I mean, that's, that's you know, you, more people need to hear different things too. So you know, get there. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're, people were always, uh, you know, saying, you know, what was that band you played? We try to post a playlist, but sometimes we forget. But uh, we, uh, you know, people were always saying, oh, well, you know, you turned me onto this band or that band, and and that's when I was a kid. That's how I found out about stuff, you know, like from fanzines mainly. But then they would have like, I used to listen to WTUL, you know, the the radio station from Tulane, you know, and they would do, you know, like they had a. a they had a metal show, actually, and they had, like, a punk show a, on a different night, you know, so it was uh, it was always finding out about new bands. That was That's what I'm still doing to this day, you know? There's always yeah. that little buzz when you find that new band. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. It's, Even uh, now. I, was, I think it's awesome, you know? Because you'll find a band, you're like, either if they're new or old, but you're like, wow, how did I not know about this you know like something really good that's just never had the proper you know distribution or whatever right so i I was i was pretty lucky my older brother just force fed me the most random influences from (laughs) captain beefheart to carcass oh that's great man so I, i got a good start with that shit but even now i still find so many new bands that just well New bands to me, anyway. Like yeah, say. that's that's what. You, yeah, that's what it is. You know, new bands to us. You know, well, like so, you're saying, your your brother, like uh, the same thing happened with me. But um, I guess I'm I'm older, so like my brother. I, that's how I found out about Alice Cooper and Black Sabbath and. Yeah, you know, yeah. You see, my my dad fed me that stuff as a kid. You know, he yeah right. That's yeah. how I that's how I got into music. You know, it was him. He was a musician as well. So yeah, kind of the influence, kind of. You know, got to me, and you know, I had two older brothers, and one was into like the heavier stuff, like like I said, Cooper and Sabbath and whatever. And then my other brother was into like jazz and blues, and then plus like the Who and wow, stuff like Elton John and stuff. Even like early that stuff, early stuff's like killer. You know, I mean, you just uh, you can see the influence it's had on other stuff. Even like the Beatles, like early stuff. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, I'm a I'm grew up on the Beatles. You know, my dad was a yeah, you know, weed smoking a hippie. Lot of people did that. Were yeah, I think our our generation was the one that found out about them from our parents, yeah, or, or whatever. You know. Yep, you're right, man. Yep. And it's, it's that's what brought music around, you know, for me anyway. You know, I learned all these bands, and then I started creating my own. So exactly, it's awesome finding out about it that way. Though it's 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 like when I got all these bands like Carcass, for example. I uh, don't know if you did. Them a UK band started out as a grind band. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, dude, they're they're huge. <laughs> no, I've never oh. heard of Carcass. <laughs> it's, no, it's yeah, like, no, man, of course. To me, it's just a UK band, isn't it? But yeah, yeah, uh, right, right, right. I mean, they're my all-time favorite band now. But back in the day, getting the vinyl of like Reconfiguration and Symphonies of Sickness and things like that, and then finally getting old enough to sneak into a show. <laughs> sure, just yeah, man. Developed in this world that was completely different to anything you'd ever seen. Oh, yeah. Well, like, I, I, I remember seeing pictures of, uh, I don't know what magazine it was. I don't even think it was, like, a punk magazine. It was, like, what was that UK magazine, The Face? You remember that? Fuck, that's a long time ago, yeah. It was, like, it was, like <laughs> the Sm- it was always, like, The Smiths on the cover or, like, uh, you know, some, <laughs> or, yeah. uh, 
Orange Juice or one of those bands, like Kajagoogoo or something like <laughs> Morrissey Swinging Flowers or Holy shit, you yeah. said Kajagoogoo. <laughs> well, I mean, really, I mean, it was. But I remember flipping it open one day for some reason, and there's like a picture. And they, they look like they, this is way early, super early. It was like these guys with like the Liberty Spikes, like spiked up hair, yeah. and like, you know, crusty looking dirty guys. And it's, it says it's, it's Napalm Death. You know, yeah. and like they, that's when they were like a punk band. Right. You know, they, it was like before. I don't even I guess Carcass hadn't even started quite no, yet. They before they, they pioneered Grind. Yeah. It was uh, was it the Scum album? Yeah. Yeah. So when did Carcass come about? Like, uh, I mean, uh, tail end of the 80s early with the Grind stuff and then sort of. Yeah. Death metal towards the 90s. So was Mick Harris in Carcass at one point or no? The drummer? Think, uh, no, it was always this. Um, he might have done a little bit later on, but uh, it was the same guy until he had a brain aneurysm for a yeah, while. Because I know they switched members a lot, and it was like the electro hippies, and like, you know, and then the whole Godflesh thing came way later. And But I just remember seeing these guys and thinking, like, that's awesome, man, you know, and then the next thing you see them, and they've, it's all like long haired guys. Yeah. <laughs> but still playing killer music, you know, but. I think of that whole like UK scene there with that's like Birmingham, right? Yeah, that's where Napalm started. Yeah, right. Still right. Are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. That, that's we've, funny we've, too because that's where Sabbath and uh, and Discharge are from. I yeah, it's about about forty minutes away from where I am. Yeah, we we played there one time. We played Birmingham at a God. I can't think of the name of the fucking club, but uh, it's a pretty gloomy city. That Birmingham. <laughs> It's a bit of a great place. You can kind of see how the music came out of there, you know? Definitely. It yeah, was a product sure. of the environment, for sure. Yeah, I think that's that's true with tons of bands. You know, you can you can see, they're, they're like New Orleans, just for, for instance. I mean, yeah. the environment starts the, the, the feeling inside of people, and then that's what, you know, to inspire them to play a certain type of music, you know? Because that's one thing I wanted to ask you. I mean, like, after Katrina and stuff, did that affect your writing in any way, like, lyrically? Because I know you've got your own way of putting your lyrics down. You mean just the hurricane affecting the way I write? Just not the hurricane itself. I mean, like, everything that spun off from it. Yeah, like all the bullshit you had to go through. It inspired me to, to write, definitely. I definitely wrote a lot of stuff in jail. I mean, I wrote... That's all there was to do, really, is write. You know, I wrote tons of stuff in jail, and and uh, but but I didn't want to make anything obvious. You know, I didn't want to be like, I didn't want to even put the word hurricane or Katrina in any of it. You know, right? And the way I write anyway is kind of abstract and and cryptic in a way. It's cryptic good though because it's your lyrics, but it leaves room for people to just sort of give it their own interpretation and ask their own questions. Yeah, and that's mm-hmm. great that you see that because that's how I like it to be, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's how cool. I write. Yeah, I think it's cool that people can, um, no matter what I mean about it, sometimes I don't even know what it means because <laughs> it's just something that's just floating around in my brain, yep. you know I mean? You know, sometimes you got stuff in your head. You oh, don't yeah, know dude. what the fuck yeah. you're thinking. It you sounds just, like half the stuff I've written. Yeah, you just like it's there and you just got to get it out of your system. You just got to take that shit and empty it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. 
and then you put it, you get it on paper or whatever like that, and you, it turns into a song or or, or a, po- a poem or I hate I hate that word po- poetry and poem, but you know lyric or whatever. And, right. Uh, Prose. And, uh, and then other people read it and they're just like, "Oh, this made me feel this way," or "This, uh, you know, th- oh, you were writing about this. That's exactly what I was thinking." And I'm, I'm in my head. I'm going like, "No, nah, mm. I, I wasn't." But, <laughs> but if that's but the way that, you feel, yeah. But that's cool that it hit somebody in that certain way. You know, right? I think you know. I think that's a real. And Neil Young was saying this the other day in an interview. I heard he was saying the same thing. He was like, "It's." It's great that people can interpret things to fit their situation, and it works. You know, it works yeah. for them. Yeah, I mean, everybody's going to experience a different, like a song, a different way. No matter, no matter what it is. I mean, you know, they're all going to feel something different. You know, you could love the song and you know and relate to the lyrics, or you could, you know, just think the song's okay and think the guys that you know don't relate to lyrics at all. You think he's an idiot. You know, I mean. Right, it's 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 however you perceive it, and that's what music's all about, really. I believe so, man. You know, I mean, that's the key. I mean, I was always told that the the when you're making music, when you, especially when you're writing the music, the writing the lyrics, that it's only yours until you perform it or release it. Then it, it no matter what meaning or what thoughts you had when you were writing that song, the second you let that go. And everyone hears it; they're all going to make their own opinions, and they're all going to put their own thoughts and feelings to it. Correct. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Everybody makes it their own song. So you just let let it out your hands and see what happens, don't you? Know what I mean? Yeah. That's yeah. That's I mean, definitely been my experience with it, you know. And and I love when people come back and tell me, you know. And I mean, I got tracked a lot of strange people and people with. Like real problems too, right? Like, it's like, um, you know, somebody's like, "Oh, you, you, you helped me uh, not commit suicide." You know, right. like, we get this all the time. You know, like people saying, "You know, I see how you guys feel, and you're just letting it out through the music, and 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 I can relate." They relate to it, you know, or like it's like, "Oh, you helped me get through so and my sister's death, or somebody's something," you know? Like, yeah. I mean, we've actually... Just, that's just the feel of the music in general, too. It's not even, like, specific lyrics. It's just, like, the feel of it. You know? Right. I mean, we've actually... Um, uh, we've brought this up a few times on the show, but we've actually had people write in to us, on, on our, to the podcast, saying that, you know, they appreciate what we do because it helped them out through a bad situation. Because, you know, we're, we're pretty much smart-ass and stupid-asses on here when we, when you know... Yeah, you know, and and people like it and they enjoy it and they laugh and you know it just gets their mind off of their problems. So and we That's, appreciate yeah, that, course. you know. It's really yeah. cool. Yeah, I totally agree with that, man. I mean, I, believe it or not, like Howard Stern, listening to the Howard Stern's radio shows, got me through like some terrible times just because it would just make me laugh. You know? Right, right. Out, you know. I mean, and if you listen to our show, too, The Garbage Man, I mean, we're just a bunch of stupid, drunk idiots talking <laughs> about music, and then we get off on a tangent about something silly, and it's the same thing, you know? We yeah. Just I've literally just fun. joined the Facebook group, I have. I've literally just joined the Facebook group. Oh, cool, man. Yeah, yeah, please. Yeah. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, and we'll, we'll definitely post it on our website, too, man. That way we can have, you know, put a link to you guys on our website and stuff. 
Yeah, do you do you guys have a, a Facebook site or anything? Yeah, yeah, we do. It's um, uh, MHOG Podcast. It's on there. Okay, I'll, I'll look it up. Yeah. I didn't, uh, I haven't done it yet, but I will. Yeah, we're sure. on there, man. Um, but yeah, dude, uh, we appreciate you coming on the show. I mean, we, we we're over an hour now, so I mean, we're gonna... yeah, man. Sweet. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate that. Is that all right? Yeah, that was great, dude. That's all perfect. Right. Well. uh... Thanks again, Mike, for coming on the show. Uh, we no problem, really man. appreciate it, dude. I had a blast talking to you. But, yeah, well, thanks again, man, for coming on the show. Uh, appreciate it, man. Good meeting you guys. You too, and, dude. Uh, and uh, hopefully we'll see you November at the, yeah, at the show yeah. for sure. Yeah, please plug the show, One-Eyed Jacks in New Orleans. And uh, tell them, you know, we're going on tour and all that. So Housecore Horror Fest as well. So You got it, dude. All right, man. Take it easy, y'all. Thanks Take it so easy, much. Mike. And All right, bye. Later, man. Bye. That's been Mike Williams from I Hate God. And, Mike uh, Nine. Mike Nine. Uh, and also uh, Mart, Magic Man Flan. What's up, Mart? Thanks for coming on, Mart, and filling in and doing your thing. Been a pleasure. Um, of course, I was Wayne. You are? I was. I'm not anymore. I was, I was Adam. And uh, remember, boys and girls, to... Keep it Mike Nine. Keep it metal. Okay. <gasps> if we have to, we can keep it metal. Yes, we do. Fine. Whatever. <laughs>